York and Chapel presents Brands That Matter, the weekly podcast that explores companies whose products, policies, or practices make the world a better place. Now here's your host, John Rarick. All right, we're back for another episode of Brands That Matter, and joining me here today is a real visionary and someone who's helping change the way we view our daily transportation. Please welcome Roman Mulyar, founder and CEO of Novi. Roman, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm very excited to be on your program. Roman, what's not to love about your new car? I mean, the styling, the electric motor. And But before I talk about Nobe, I want to learn more about you. Uh, tell us about you. Are you a car guy? And give us a little bit about your background. Well, I'm actually not really a car guy at all. I'm, I'm just a sort of person who has always asked, you know, when I've seen people running to the right, I have... Uh, sort of always stopped and said, why are we all running to the right? Shouldn't we just go to the left, maybe? Or when I have seen three locked doors and people have told me that those doors are locked, then I, I, I just somehow still tend to to go and try and see if any of them are maybe, you know, maybe there's a door that is unlocked. And a lot of times there is a door unlocked, although people are telling me that it is locked. So I'm that kind of a person. I'm actually a teacher by profession, so I'm not a car guy at all. So what do you teach, Roman? I used to teach languages. I used to teach Russian language. Ah, so from what from what you just told me, you're, you're not so you're sort of you're not so much a break the door down guy, but a find the door that no one else saw guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess somehow you know I. Uh, uh, we we had a Beetle. I still have a, a 1974 Beetle car in our family. It belongs to my wife, and uh, and we truly enjoyed that car. And since we live in Estonia, where we get a lot of snow, and if you don't drive Beetle all the time, every day, then you know the spark plugs get really busted. Then you have to change them. So uh, it was always fun to drive Beetle. People would wave, and kids would would get all happy when you when you show up with the Beetle, but the downside was always that, you know, it wasn't really heating up and the, the, the windows were frosting and, and the plugs were going. So it was, it was a lot of hustle to drive Beetle in the winter. Yeah, beautiful to look at, but uh, not so beautiful to try to keep on the road. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you're in a, in a colder climate. So, uh, so that's, that was one of the, the seeds or one of the ideas I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if somebody would come up with a, with a kind of new age beetle that would be electric, but wouldn't be just electric beetle, but would be a different brand, something all, all you know, completely different, but, but would become a beetle of, of the new generation. <laughs> I yeah, know, so, it's, a, so. <laughs> it's a tall order, and, and, and I know a lot of people are scratching their heads, you know, <laughs> look at this guy trying to build a, a new generation beetle. But here, yeah, that's the idea I had. Yeah, and, and Roman, for the folks at home, and I'll, we'll be posting photos, of course, on our site, but, but when you see Nobe, it, it harkens back to styling of, of the 50s and 60s, which is really special, but, but with cutting-edge technology. So, you know, other than the distinctive styling, which stands out from the moment you see this thing, what else sets Nobe apart from your competitors, especially in the electric car, uh, in the electric car field? Well, Nobe right now is the only uh, car that you can park on the wall. 
Well, tell us more about that. What do you mean by parking it on the wall? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, again, it was uh, it was just another day in the office. I mean, I actually had come back from one of those mobility, urban mobility conferences, and everybody at that conference was talking about parking. You know, there's nowhere to park. I mean, we have to do something with the parking. You know, cars have to become smart soon enough so they would know where to be parked and how to come to the owner and so on. So when I got back to the office, I said, hey, guys, how about we'll, we'll park Anoba on the wall? Because there's still plenty of walls that are not used for parking. So, uh, so the well, guys... all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, guys sit down and, you know, and, and three days later, they said, you know, actually, we have this idea. So, uh, so we discussed that. So it's, it's pretty much a, a sort of a, like a rig or a sled uh, that is is pulled up. Uh, let's say you know Nova has three wheels, right? So um, so we have a, a kind of a rig that that looks like a bottom part of the Nova. You drive with your Nova car on that rig, and then there's a winch that winches Nova through guiders up on the wall. I mean, you really have to see it. It's, uh, it's not something that I can really well describe, but but it's something that can be can be done. You know, we don't have any liquids. The car weighs only 600 kilos, so uh, so we have actually a mock-up right now in Tallinn when our car is at the height of five meters. That's pretty remarkable, Roman. The fact that not only have you figured out how to build a car. Um, that's renewable and recyclable, but also figured out how to park it on a wall. Um, we'll also put a photograph of that on on our site. It's it's pretty spectacular to see. Um, I'm interested though in 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 your claims of all all your parts being upgradable and recyclable. Can you explain that? Well, um, electric cars are very simple. I don't know. We we have uh, electric car has uh, five major components, and uh, when we set out to build a um, a kind of a uh, new classic car. We wanted to build a car that you will have in your possession for the next uh, 20, 30, 40 years. And so uh, when we were designing car, we said, uh, you know, since it's going to be old right from the beginning or a classic looking, we don't have to come up with the new models every day. So what we get every year. So what we will do is that we will come up with the upgrades of of the charger, chargers, the the brain, the controller of the motors, the in-wheel motors, and all the major electronic components. And then once we come up with something new, uh, the owner can just look up on a website and say, hey, those guys have new ECU or engine control unit or the brain that costs what you know thousand dollars but that will give 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 me i don't know longer range more agility more features sure i'd love to upgrade my car and and that's the philosophy behind it and then all the parts that we will upgrade on the car we will uh send them to the companies that recycle them i don't think we're going to start recycling them ourselves at the beginning but we will send all the upgraded parts, old parts, to the companies that do the recycling. Oh, that's great. And what about the chassis itself? Have you constructed it in such a way where 
when you've decided to come up with a new look on styling at some point, whether it's retro or modern, would you is the is the body able to lift off the chassis and be replaced with a different style? No, no, no. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's still the same style. Uh, we have limited the number of body panels. So um, at some point when your body panels are all beaten up or scratched up and you want to refresh them for the d- different color, then you can do that by just, uh, you know, uh, getting it uh, a body kit from us and, and we will send it to the body shop that will take the old ones off and put the new ones on. So, no, uh, the Naba as a brand will stay the same for the next 30 years. Well, I think you picked a, a style that will is clearly going to last stand the test of time. So I, I think that's a very wise choice. Let's talk a little bit about the business model, why don't we? I know you, you're really in startup mode as far as you're, you're raising money to bring this to market. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the, the challenges you've had just getting the, the company up and running, because I'm sure it was no picnic. Yeah, well, uh, we, we did know that, uh, that you know, uh, three years ago that we have to build a clay model of the car. You know, I, I did walk around and show the pictures, the renderings of the car to very many people. And they they all said, well, yeah, that looks good. But, you know, this is just a picture you have. So I knew that we have to have a, a life-size model. So we were able to raise enough money and persuade the company that usually doesn't do stuff like that to actually uh, build us uh, a life-size model of the car. So we taped it, we put the wheels under it, and, and we, had a, we had a nice, nice car to, to show to the possible investors. And when you can walk around uh, a car, it, it gives you a completely different feeling and understanding of what we are trying to achieve. So by doing that, we were able to um, to have a funded by me campaign when we had the car um, in in Stockholm for the whole summer, and I was pretty much standing by the car from early morning to late night, telling people, "Hey, look at this!" Delivering flyers, telling people to invest and funded by me, and um, so yeah, we were able to raise almost uh, three hundred thousand euros on a funded by me the first round. Well, well done. That's a great start. And what's the? Uh, where are you manufacturing the cars? We have a, a small uh, Nova shop in Tallinn, Estonia. We have about 200 square meters. We have uh, three different shops, one for making body panels, one for making frame and chassis, and one for the electronics and the electrics. Got it. So when, when you do scale up to production, um, you know, in the States, we're always the last ones to get all the cool cars. And I'm sure you know that. And when, whenever, I'm, whenever, whenever I'm in the EU, I see all the, the, the various models of, of, of BMWs and Alfa Romeos that we aren't able to get here in the States. But will I be able to get this car delivered in the States? Yeah, actually, it's quite uh, possible because uh, there are two companies in the U.S. that have been paving the way. There's a uh, company called Arkimoto in Oregon. They're making a uh, three-wheeler. Uh, it's, a, it's a two-seater. It looks a little bit more like like buggy than the car. And then there's a, in Canada, there's a company called Solo Mechanica, and they are making a three-wheeler, small one-seater car. So uh, in, in U.S., so this sort of vehicle in, in a lot of states is called a tricycle car. So uh, there is, and then there was a company, of course, called Eli, Oli, it was Elio, I think, who raised a lot of interest, but 
I didn't really uh, deliver because I think they were they got kind of stuck on on developing their own uh, still combustion engine. Yes, they did have some issues. I think they were out of New Orleans, um, Louisiana, and I, I know that they were they they received an awful lot of attention, but couldn't seem to get it scaled up to production phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not easy. We are, um, you know, we we, we kind of. Uh, stated right from the beginning what we uh, wanted to achieve and and the the main um, uh, main goal for us was to to create finally a timeless car you know you asked me about what did I do before uh, I was teacher and at the same time I was very much frustrated with the automobile industry uh, we, we all know the story. You buy the car, and there's a bank, uh, then there's a car manufacturer. You know, bank still still holds the car to the value for the five years of leasing, and you know that after you've driven at forty, fifty thousand miles, it's one third value of the car, and then then you you know you have some kind of a uh, something happens to the car, and then you take it to the one shop. One shop goes, you know, it's a grand. Another one goes, it's a grand and a half, and then you find a good friend who does the job for five hundred. So all this, and, and then also, you know, looking at the development of the, of the cars. I mean, we're still driving ground in a in a two-ton boxes. I mean, it's it's like you know if we would look if we would look at the at the, the telephone or the or the, the phone business, if we would be in the same uh, category as cars, we would still be walking around right now with those uh, you know ten or whatever pound uh, big Motorola phones. But look, we have a we have a nice little slim thing in our hands. If you look at the cars from fifties, kind of mid-sized cars, you know, size-wise, they don't differ that much from the cars that we're driving today, right? That's right. And uh, so, so that always kind of pissed me and my my friends off. <laughs> you know, the whole whole story of of ton and a half steel engine. A gazillion number of things driving one person from point A to point B. So that that was also something that we wanted to uh, to um, you know uh, sort of change or to see if there is different ways to propel that one person. And Nova right now is only six hundred kilos. Very simple, very elegant vehicle. Yeah, and I look. I obviously there's there's companies that have helped pave the way for your inevitable success. I think it's a great time for you to be involved with this. But you're absolutely right when you think of the technology that we have at our fingertips today, in the fact that we're still using literally a hundred year old technology in our exactly hundred year old technology. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the internal combustion engine has not changed that much over the last one hundred years. You can put as many computers in it as you want; it's still burning fuel. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think you've you've kind of caught a wave with, you know, obviously Tesla leading the way in, in a lot of ways, but also from some of that, you know, the hybrid technology as well has been leading the way for electric vehicles. So good timing on your part. Um, what's the range going to be for your vehicles? Well, uh, we, we have a 26 kilowatt an hour lithium ion batteries, so that gives about 200 kilometer range. But we are still working on it. I'm, I'm hoping to increase the range. And then uh, since Nova is, is light vehicle, 
we don't need high voltage, you know. Uh, electric cars have voltage usually 300 and up high because they're heavy and they need a lot of high voltage to, to move. Now, Nobe, our voltage is a little bit over 100, and that allows us to have a, a portable uh, 5 kilowatt an hour extra battery under the bonnet. Wow, the, pow- the, the weight to power ratio still is in effect for even electrics. I love that. And, and with, with, with the Nobe, do you, do you still find you've got that sort of head snapping torque on demand that you get from today's electric vehicles? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Nobe right now, we are in our development stage when I think car is about 25, 30% ready. And already now it's, uh, it's showing uh, it's, it's nice acceleration then. And especially uh, off-road abilities, you know. Uh, <laughs> just the other day, we wanted to have a photo shoot at the beach. And uh, we went to the beach warden and said, is that okay if we'll drive to the beach and take some pictures? Because it's it, it's not that populated beach. It was out of town. And the warden said, you know, sure thing. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of loose, deep sand. So, so this your car? And then they said, well, you pretty much have to carry it there because only... Only, you know, ATVs are able to reach the, you know, the water. And I said, okay, well, let me just see. So I, I did sit in my car and then, then with the ease, drove through deep sand with the nobber over some dunes and right up to the edge of the water. And we had a great photo shoot there. Wonderful. So, the, yeah, and we had also a test drive in January when we had about half meter of snow. Oh, man, you should have seen me just plowing through it. It was just unearthly feeling, you know, the the snow flinging over the bonnet, quiet, <laughs> and feeling of, of, of immense power that, you know, I have this feeling that I might just close my eyes and just go across this field and see what happens, you know, because it wasn't, the car wasn't stopping at all. Roman, the, here in the States, it varies from state to state on the legality of a three-wheeled vehicle. Some states view it as an automobile. Some states view it as a motorcycle. Those that view it as a motorcycle, um, even if it's enclosed, you need to wear a motorcycle helmet, which seems a little silly, of course. But, you know, we're, we, here, here we have a lot of different state laws. What, what is it like in the EU for three-wheeled vehicles, which are probably much more common than they are here? Yeah, and actually, in some states in EU as well, is required to to wear the the helmet, although it's enclosed. So uh, we will, uh, you know, uh, equip all the Nobe cars with uh, with a Nobe signature helmet. So the owner can always, you know, depending on state, to wear it when they drive it or not, or uh, you know, yeah. Got so that okay. <laughs> That's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to do. You have to follow those pesky regulations. Now, I want to know a little bit about your your target customer because this clearly is not the vehicle for everyone. Who who do you think this resonates with? What type of person is going to step into a showroom or go online and, and place an order? Well, uh, I, I hope uh, I truly hope that uh, banks and financial institutions will pick Nobe up to be a perfect vehicle to lease out because, you know, Nobe being timeless, it doesn't depreciate in value. And since you get a customer for the car and and over the next uh, 10, 15 years, that customer will be buying new batteries, new controllers, uh, a lot of new stuff that can be still leased by the bank. 
So I'm hoping to attract a lot of a lot of banks and financial institutions who would make the leasing easy and monthly payments reasonable. Now, Nova is not a cheap car. I mean, we have a base model is 31,000 uh, euros and the GT is 40,000. So it's actually even more than the Tesla 3. Who do I see using car? Who do I see the customers? You know, we were in Geneva a car show. Uh, we had all kind of different people coming and sitting in the car. There were a few people who actually even placed the orders. Uh, there were people who were over 50 uh, who were just looking for, you know, the, the wife said, hey, we never had a, had the cabrio we wanted. And the husband said, hey, look at this. This is electric. And then, uh, you know, they did sit in the car. And then we said, hey, it's a little bit different car. So the driving technology is different here. They got all interested. And in, so how do you drive it? So we would take gentleman's left hand and would say, can you put that on the steering wheel? And the gentleman would put his hand on the steering wheel. And then we would say, can you now put your right hand over your wife's shoulders? And then he would do that. And then it would both kind of smile and blush. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it would say, here we go. And now you just ride into the sunset. Uh, because it's, uh, you know, we, we have cars with the consoles in between and and, and this is a car to kind of reconnect again. <laughs> so, I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's close quarters, but I, I think you know, folks with an eye for the aesthetic are going to be really receptive to this when you when you launch this wide. Um, so a little bit. Of, I want to learn about your Indiegogo campaign. I know I know you're you're doing a fundraise right now for it. What are some of the perks that I can expect to see if I go on and uh, and and I and I give some money over? Well, we, are, uh, we, we strongly believe that Nobber will be iconic cars. So car number one will be covered with the names of people who support us right now. For the $20 perk, you can get your name in a small font on the car. For $100, you can get your name large. So we're going to put 2,500 names on the car. And then that car will be permanently displayed at the Nobe headquarters. So we can always come and see your name on the car and you can always get a free test ride. Then we have a Nobe purchase vouchers at the 30% discount. We have a, a Nobe driver certificate that you can purchase uh, that will give you a right to come anytime to Estonia and drive a test drive the car. And then we actually have 10 cars on sale for also a 30% discount. Oh, that's great. Well, count me in for uh, for my name on the car. Absolutely. I th I love that idea. And uh, where can folks learn more about the Nobe, Roman? Yeah, it's our website is mynobe.com. And if you go on Indiegogo, just in the search, put Nobe, N-O-B-E. It's not Nobe, like a lot of people are saying and having having kind of <laughs> fun at our name, you know. What did you guys call it? But Nobe means rapid in Estonian. So it's Estonian name. And, um, and we were not just dumb to, <laughs> to have a, such a dumb name. So it's Nobe. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we put links in our show notes to both your website and your Indiegogo page. Roman, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Roman Milliar, founder and CEO of Nobe. This is a brand that is really making a difference and doing their part to make the world a better place. Roman, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. All the best. Join us next week for another episode of Brands That Matter. And please, 
Leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about York and Chapel, visit yorkandchapel.com.